How's it going and greetings, podcast listeners? Uh, this is your host, Jonathan, and who is also your host. Sam. Um, I believe in the last episode you heard from us when it comes to Hollywood's bleeding, uh, we had a little bit of an issue with our audio. Well, um, I think I figured out what it is. Um, hey, Sam, do you know what it is? <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Sam doesn't yeah, turn off her computer like it. a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was just like, because at the end know. of the episode, I was like, hey, turn off your devices. And then right after the episode, Sam was like, hey, I didn't want to say anything, but <laughs> Hey, I don't turn off my devices. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, it's fine. No, it's oh, fine. Jesus. But I was like, what Sorry. the fuck did I what did I just say? What did I literally just say? Um, so it seems like our quality has improved yeah. though. But we are gonna keep the ball rolling in the previous episode. Sam, would you care to give us a brief recap for mm -hmm. our listeners detailing what it is they missed and hopefully they didn't start on part two instead of listening to part one because that is just full blown sociopath. Don't do that. Yeah, if you've listened to part two, or if you're currently listening, but you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to part one. We talk about Post Malone, how he grew up, his, how he came up with his name. So like a, just a general background about him. We talked about the album. And yeah, we talked like a little bit about him and about the album. And we talked about our two favorites from yes. our top three which they were mm -hmm. the same for both of us so we talked about circles and we talked about allergic and now we are about to jump into our third favorite which yes. was different our number between the two of us for reference was our number one was circles our number two was allergic and then our number threes is uh sunflower and staring at the sun which one comes first is it sunflower or staring at the sun Yes. So, so why don't we sun. why don't we do yours first because it goes chronologically. You know what I mean? So, Sam, what can you tell me about yeah. staring at the sun? So, Staring at the Sun featuring SZA is, quote, an 80s-type bounce with super uplifting sounds. The lyrics are deep themselves, and SZA crushed it. And that's a quote from Posty himself. Oh, yeah. I love SZA. So, naturally, I was going to love this song. She sounds gorgeous on it. I just love how magnificent and perfect their voices are together. I love the beat of this one because it's also light, but it has that sort of upbeat quality. I'm noticing that I tend to like post songs more when they're like low key. I don't know why, but that's just more my vibe okay. in terms of okay. like for his style of low, music and stuff. Low key. Yeah. That's that's pretty tight. So like what what do you what do you mean by like low key? Like what like when you say like, oh, I like low key like posty songs. So it's like what the like how how would you define that, I guess? Cause it's like, you know, is it like that they have like more of like an uplifting vibe? Does it have to do with like the lyrics? Like what does that mean to you? Uh, and more so has to do with like the 
like the vibe of the song like mm -hmm. generally it's like the beat itself is upbeat but not like dancey it's very chill something that you could like listen to while you're like sitting sipping a coffee as mm -hmm. opposed to like at a club yeah the like the feeling of the song like the lyrics and stuff doesn't have to necessarily be one way or another for it to feel mellow to me or like low-key Okay. Okay. Just, that's I fair. Guess, the like sound, the of, the sound of the song. Um, yeah. Like this one was, was really great. And I, and I, and I totally, I totally see why this is your number three. So like when SZA and Posty are like harmonizing and like the way that they hit that, like staring at the sun, I think that that is like absolutely magical. Um, and I just think that that is like, just mm -hmm. insane and i think there's there's a part in it towards towards like the end i want to say around like two minutes where it sort of like kind of like comes down it's like a more somber thing after like after being like so high because it's like at like two minutes where he says like wait and it's like mostly just like just like his voice so it comes from like higher highs to like lower lows and like this is one that you know you could like be hanging out to have your eyes closed just sort of like bopping to like it's like it's very like it's mm -hmm. it's so chill and it's like so mellow and like i really really like it so i yeah like like i said i i totally see why this one is your number three i i honest i, I love it and like i said the harmonies dope as hell mm -hmm, mm -hmm. totally oh my god like, are so there any good. particular lyrics when it comes to uh, like the song, like it's, what is it? Staring at, staring at the sun. It kind of reminds us so like staring at the sun. It kind of has like themes that are sort of like, it reminds me of, um, do you know the myth of, uh, of Icarus when it went from Greek myth? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he flies so, too close to the like, sun. So like it says, you know, you're getting too close to the flame, a little carried away, but you don't want to turn around and that's exactly what happens in the myth that you know uh daughterless and is it daughterless yeah daughterless and his son icarus or that might just be the percy jackson and me talking um but yeah so uh you know his father is like oh come down slow down whatever your wings because they're made out of wax and paper and sticks and he's like dad i can fly this is so awesome mm -hmm. and then he he gets too close to the sun he gets way too enthusiastic and tries to do too much and it ends up burning him and melting the wings. So I feel like that is sort of like reflected in the song. Like, I know you got a lot of shit you'd like to say, slow down, think you're getting a little carried away. You're a little too close to the flame. Um, like, oh, you know, you don't want to get burned. Another good part of the song is where he's like, I think you have me figured out. Like, oh no, yeah, he says like, you got me figured out as if she like knows him already. So it, he's like saying like, you're like rushing into things. So I think that that is a, a big mm -hmm. component of it. You know, how she how he's saying like, everything, everything you thought it was blinded by the thought of us. Give me a chance, I will fuck up again. I warned you in advance, but you're just staring at the sun. Like she's just seeing this like bright thing and not getting the whole picture. So I think that it's, th this is one that is awesome yeah. because it's so uplifting, but then you're like, damn, this is a little fucked up. I like it, but still fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that one line. If you keep staring at the sun, you won't see what you have become. And it's just, it's nice because it's like, it has that uplifting quality where it's like, you know, you don't, you almost don't, see yourself how other people see you 
is in this positive also, way like, makes me think of like it evokes images of like well maybe it's not even just about posty in this relationship maybe it's also like you know her where she's like a rushing into things and she's like oh my god like we're gonna it's like it's like going out with someone like twice and being like oh my god we're gonna get married and meanwhile posty's over here like damn fucking mm -hmm. holy shit when the where did this come from like we're not there yet like take it back like what if he doesn't want that and then obviously she's gonna be yep. disappointed like that happens in relationships in the real world unfortunately right so it's like damn you know that's a lot of what comes out like in this song but then also just you know, taking a page out of your book, the way that it sounds. Oh my God. I love it. I love the way that it sounds. Oh, mm -hmm. it is so gorgeous. So it's that so is gorgeous. staring at the sun. And then this one, like there's, then there's my next one, which is uh sunflower. And like this one, I my, like a couple of, like I was saying in the, in the, in the previous episode, there was a couple songs that like fought for this place that fought to be in number three. Cause I, number one and two, I had like all ironed out because I was like, ah, oh, I love sunflower. I love myself. Like that's the name of the song. I'm not just being an asshole. Um, so like myself <laughs> and then also, um, I also really liked, which one is it? Um, I, I mean, I liked enemies. It's not one of, it's not my favorite, but I liked it. And then, uh, take what you want from me. Uh, well, no, or just, or just, sorry, take what you want. Like that one also, Ooh, shit. So cool. But yeah, when it comes down to it, I was like, you know what? I really like Sunflower and I, I like it just kind of the way that it opens, like sort of like the melo like the melodious like a eh, eh, eh. and then I I like how it goes from like slow and sort of like drifty and a little bit trancey. Like, you know, you're just sort of like floating for like the um the first uh like 20 seconds but then it gets into you know needless to say i keep her in check i like that look so it's kind of like it's like balancing and rolling along and i think it's great but what mm -hmm. posty has to say about this but oh no no not not posty he, he is i don't know i don't know if he had anything to say about this but genius um summarized it very well um and you know genius does the interviews with people about like songs just a little, like deep dive that and we we were drawing from that also but genius said sunflowers are a symbol of loyalty and longevity because of the flower's ability to retain its beauty in the face of environmental factors that would leave other flowers wilted the sunflower in this song represents a girl and a woman who's shown persistent despite lack of affection shown towards her however sunflowers also deplete nutrients from soil much quicker than other plants and can inhibit the growth of other plants Ooh, plant facts uh, Post Malone's verses could imply that the person mm -hmm. he's with is in constant need of help and attention, yet he's unable to tend to them as much as they would like or as much as they would need. And I think that's like, that's really deep. Like, and that's a really mm. apt analysis, like of the, of the given situation, because like there's you know, there's lyrics of this that like, it's implying what this girl needs. Like, you know, it's, it, you can be needy. Like you can be like, oh my God, I'm like, this is my person. I'm all about this person, but then sort of like conflicting desires or even like conflicting mm -hmm. how 
the other person is. Maybe someone is a hugger. Maybe the other person isn't. Someone is okay with PDA. Someone else isn't. You know what I mean? And so some of the lyrics in the song are like, I know you're scared of the unknown. You don't want to be alone. Like this girl needs someone to be with and can't be by uh, herself. So she's fighting super hard for the narrator or post, you know, it doesn't matter. Posty doesn't have to necessarily be the narrator in every circumstance, you know? So it's like, it's pretty deep like that. But then I also really like, but it's out of control. It's out of my control and you'll be left in the dust unless I stuck by you. It's like, maybe he feels smothered, but it's just like, it's a relationship where he's like, oh my gosh, you know? No, that's really interesting because I always thought about it as like sort of the first part of what Genius says in the interview that how sunflowers are like able to retain its beauty. And I mean, sunflowers are magnificent flowers. They're big and they're colorful and like they're really great. So I always thought of this song they're talking about somebody who they can relate to being a sunflower in terms of their beauty and their i guess just overall like self i'm not very good at explaining <laughs> That's okay, Sam, things, don't worry about it. but so no i but i i, I totally yeah. get what you're saying but yeah i mean and plus like it's it's kind of like it's kind of both sides where like he's he's calling her the sunflower like he's not ragging on her you know what I mean? He's not like putting her down. It's just kind of like he's recognizing that the relationship is he's he's kind of recognizing like their incompatibility, not for a lack of trying. Like he's recognizing like what she's putting into it. And it's sort of like the recognizing like that they're different people. And so like Colin quits now, baby I'm a wreck. Crash in my place, baby you're a wreck they're not for each other like screaming at my face don't trip and i like that line in particular he's like someone took a big l don't know how that felt he's like ragging on himself like she like she took an l like being with him and it's sort of like self-depreciative and like a little bit aware in that way so that's that's just like what i'm getting from it like it's it's interesting it's interesting the way that posty chooses to portray this I liked it. And not only that, yeah. but like by the sound. Like it's so, it's so pretty. I've seen people on TikTok, like, you know, I'm scrolling through TikTok, whatever, like doom scrolling, like I'll do it for like an hour or whatever. And they'll be playing Spider-Man or like Spider-Man 2, Miles Morales. And they're just like swinging around the city, doing like slow-mo fucking uh, shots in like the setting sun. And like this song will be playing. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so pretty. It's so pretty. And so like, if you don't pay attention to the lyrics, you're like, wow, this is nice. This is another like positive floaty one that I enjoy. Yeah, I think, I think that's why I never quite like, well, I never really knew the lyrics, but I never quite realized how sad it was. (laughs) Cause when I think of sunflowers, I think of like happy, sunshiny, bright. They're also my favorite flowers. So I always just have a positive connection to them. And I've never seen Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but I am imagined it not to be that sad because it's a superhero movie. So I'm like, why would they have such a sad song as like the title track? It's always been sad. Spider-Man's always been fucking sad. Like you, okay. So Sam, um, first question, do you know, what do you know about Spider-Man? Like Peter Parker's origins? 
Um, I know he was bit by a spider. Oh, that's it? That was it? I was waiting for more. He can shoot webs from his fingers. No. Okay, that one one was wrong. He cannot shoot webs from his fingers. There are some... No. No, 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 no. He shoots them from his wrist. He doesn't. But that's just the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because there's like a whole multiverse that in like the Marvel Universe, like there's like different versions of Earth where like that version of uh, Peter Parker, he can shoot, he can, he is his body like bio, like makes all of his webs inside of him and he could just be like, and like shoot them. Whereas um, Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland's versions of Spider-Man, they have to, because because mm-hmm. they're super smart and they're like little chemistry science boys, they make their own web fluid and that they attach to their wrists by web slingers and they, you know, shoot it that way. And then they have to like replace the cartridges, whereas Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man doesn't have to do that. But I know a good amount about Spider-Man. Like I know like his heroes, like, you know, obviously like there's the big ones, Doc Ock and Green Goblin. But then there's like the lesser known ones. Like, I, I mean, I would like to say Crocodile and Sandman, but you know, the Tom Holland movies kind of like bolstered them up. But there's like Scorpion and Rhino and fucking, um, what's the guy? Come on, baby. Let's take let's the Mets. the Mets, baby. Uh, what's his name? Kingpin. There's like a fucking vine about him and it's really silly. But yeah, there's like a lot of a lot of the heroes. Um, Sam, I have a question for you. Sidetrack a little bit. What is yes. your favorite superhero? Or like, you know, are you are you an Avengers Marvel girly? Are you like a DC girly? Like what is like what gets you? Because I don't know how much you know about superheroes, because I thought that Spider-Man was a softball. Um, I'm not a superhero girly. I've never seen any that's of the okay. Marvel movies. That's completely fine. Yeah. That is, no, that's fine. That's fine. Well, okay, here's the thing. The thing is that I want to watch them, but there's so many fucking movies now that it's like, I don't even know where to start. Yes, and everybody's like, correct. start with Iron Man 1. And I'm like, okay. And then they're like, but then you have to watch Avengers 67. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go. No, so so, so there's different ways to watch them. You can either watch them in chronological order, like as they came out, you know what I mean? Or you can watch them like in conjunction Mm -hmm. of each other. Like basically, there's like a whole timeline that you can watch. And the Marvel movies uh, take place in like different phases. Like there's phase, you know, one, which is like sort of like setting them up. I think phase two ended with Endgame and like now we're in phase three where they're like really expanding like the Marvel Universe and all that. But yeah, like look, look it up. I would recommend like, you know, watch it. I like watching them like how it's like handcrafted and picked kind of, kind of like watching their individual like Iron Man 1, The Incredible Hulk, Thor 1, fucking Captain America and like that. To sort of like see their individual stories, like before they came together, like there's 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 a there's a way to do it, but like when they're like watch watch hmm. Avengers sixty seven, or they're like, oh well, technically, um, whatever uh, Vision and Wanda comes out at this time, but then Loki's kind of stuck out of time, and no, it's fine. Like just literally, it's the people up like hyper fixate and like obsess over this so there's definitely like an interesting way to watch it and then you know Mm. i just think it's cool i love superheroes my favorite superheroes um from marvel are i really like captain america thor is my favorite avenger i also really like blue beetle no blue beetle's dc fuck 
Sorry. Oh, I'm forgetting some Marvel heroes. Uh, my cousin's going to kick my ass because um, she really loves Marvel. <laughs> but uh, like, I I also from I also like DC. I like Green Lantern and uh, Flash is my favorite. But then I also like Plastic Man and Blue Beetle. I know this all sounds like gibberish to you. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, no, it's fine. That's just you yeah. know a little nerd corner with uh, with John Iothan. But yeah, Sunflower to bring it back. Into the topic at hand, I really like. It's really positive sounding. Just don't read into it super hard. But if you do, the the lyrics are interesting. Uh, would you concur, Sam? Yeah. I do agree, yes. This one okay. definitely isn't my favorite, Excellent. but I do like it. Um, so that brings us out of our number threes. So now we can just... You know, we can just go in order. We can just go in order of like the tracks and tell you what we think about them. So, um, for convenience, because we're still having a little bit of audio issues, even though it's on this episode, not audio issues like it sounds bad, but just audio issues when it comes to each other and like the timing. So, we're gonna switch off. Like, I'll head one, Sam will head one. Sam, why don't you take uh saint tropez so i'll start us off at hollywood burning and then we'll go from there how does that sound cool sure uh hollywood's bleeding it is the title track off of the album uh it's about two minutes and 36 seconds long i liked it more than i thought i was going to I, i thought it was like really cool and something that you said like that i didn't notice at first is that there are a lot of tempo changes like in this song like the way that it like varies and like evolved mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like tell me more about that mm-hmm. yeah i noticed that there's a lot of in addition to a lot mm-hmm. of tempo changes there's also a few beat drops as well so there's one at a minute 12 and then the next one at 204 and it really just like not only is it just like a tempo of beat change it like literally changes the entire feel of the song like it's crazy like it at when I was first listening to it, I was like, oh, wow, that was short. Exactly. And then I looked down and realized that it was the same song, just, you know, slightly different variation. And it's really cool, like like how different they all are, but they all tie in together. Um, I really like this song a lot. I think it is really cool well, to listen fine. to. I don't know um, the lyrics but very yeah, well. Like, but. I think my favorite beat drop was at the one that we're used because there was the beat drops at 112 and 204. The one at like 112 when he like, you know, hits like that outside. Like, I think that that was really hard. Like it got like, it like got like faster and I was like bopping my head to it where I was like, yeah, man, like this, this is like dirty right now. I like it. It's really cool. What I'm getting from this, yeah. like from the song, at least lyrically. So, I mean, I guess to preface this, to preface to, to preface like the lyrics to sort of give context, um, in the Spotify interview that I've been talking about, he said, I finally made the move out to LA and I moved to Utah. Uh, I feel like in LA and Hollywood, there's such a strange vibe to where it just feels like there's a lot of vampires out there and that just want to suck the life from you. And I wanted to flip it right back onto them and say, you know what? The whole scene, the whole scene itself is fucked up, up in itself. So it's just like, you got to get out there and take a step back and look at the whole situation. And you realize that Hollywood itself is kind of dying in itself because of all the fucking blood sucking vampires and shit. So like, you know, that kind of speaks to it Hmm. because it kind of reminds me of like, uh, do you know what a content farm is? 
All right. So in essence, Mm-mm. basically a content farm is a website that contains a large amount of content, but it's typically like low quality and like ripped from other sites. Like it'll take like their IPs. Like I remember for a while on YouTube, there was like the Spider-Man Elsa, like Joker, like videos on kids YouTube that were like that kind of actually eventually evolved to get like kind of messed up. But like literally like these these like people would dress up as like these characters and like make videos as as, as if it were kids content and like they would put out like hmm. or two a day. So they're just like pumping out like whatever. Like that's what a content farm is. Yeah, like and and that's and that's kind of like what it's what it's meaning like Holly, Hollywood's bleeding like of all this talent and then like all of these uh, executives in Hollywood itself is just like drinking up what they're leaking. But like, especially the lyrics that are like, love for everybody till the drugs fade away in the morning, blocking out the sun with the shades. She got to check her pulse to tell herself that she's okay. Yeah. You have to like, basically Ooh. get all hopped up and hyped up in order to be like yeah no this is cool whatever this is like so awesome but once that wears off you're like you feel awful and you're like oh my god what am i doing the next one we're talking about is saint tropez sam where is saint tropez this uh, this seems like a very peculiar title what does that mean Yes. So Saint-Tropez, or is it Saint-Tropez? I'm not sure. So it is originally a simple fisherman's village. Saint-Tropez rose to worldwide fame in the 50s when wealthy clients first anchored their yachts in the little port and set down their bags in the town's lavish villas to revel in Saint-Tropez's legendary atmosphere, luxury boutiques, chic cafes, including the famous Café Sinecure. Sinecure? Oh, you said that right. That's the best I could do for my French. I think it's, yeah, I think it is Sinecure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did set Senekir. I did. Very nice. Good job. I, I had to. I dead ass had, Thank had you. to like look Thank it up you. to like make sure because I was like, oh god, French <laughs> people, they're gonna perceive us Senekir, or we're probably still fucking it up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but who knows? So I looked up. Yeah. I was like Senekir. What is Cafe Senekir? And I looked up the menu in in uh in france so they have it on the website in french with all the prices and everything but then they also have it in mm-hmm. english for, for the the rich bachelors and bachelorettes that come and you know throw their money around like post malone because this song is all about balling mm-hmm. so cafe senakir in saint tropez they have a cheese menu they have a dessert menu the stuff to share ice cream and sorbet you can get coffee the main courses mm. are fucked though they are so expensive like Sam, check this out. All right, uh, main courses: lobster with lightly spiced tomato pasta, fifty-three dollars. Fuck. <laughs> Holy <laughs> yeah. crap! Yeah, no, dead ass. Truffle ravioli from Maison Paris, forty-four dollars. I think the most expensive things are the rack of lamb with sage sauce and beautiful prime rib with a Berlinese sauce. Fifty-seven dollars. I'm like, are mm. you shitting me? No, I'm sorry. Like most expensive thing on the menu, uh, Irish Angus prime rib, one hundred and thirty-five dollars. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when we Damn. make it and we blow up and, you know, we're, we're Beso Profundo, you know, famous, it doesn't work. Nah. Uh, whatever. Let's let's both get one. <laughs> I don't want to say Tropez. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, when we, when we make it, it'll be fine. We're going to be like, you know what? Can you uh, can you bring us the Irish Angus prime rib? We're gonna buy another one. Just throw it away or give it to somebody. We can afford it. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> oh my, exactly. Oh my god, that's fucked. I love that. Um, but so I I might also link yeah. that down at the bottom too. But like, I fucking love this song. It's it's also it's this is like a song on the album that is like feel good to feel good where you were i was listening to it and i was like where's the where's the dark undercurrent this is too positive where's the darkness and i was like no this one's just literally just balling out you know what i mean like he's just like boom bam fucking mm-hmm. yeah because like you know growing up probably with like significantly less money and he's like now i have money to do whatever the fuck i want you know i i really enjoyed this one not my favorite, mm-hmm. but I could appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, this one is definitely a fun one. I, my favorite lyric is uh, Versace <laughs> yeah, exactly. on my dick. Like you got like money, money, where like you're, you're wearing Versace fucking underwear. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like, I just like how fun it is. Like shit, I'm checking off my bucket list. It's just, it's so upbeat. And I'm happy that he was able to become so successful and just relish in this lavish lifestyle. But so he said, quote, Saint-Tropez is a real fun one. That's kind of one that I just wanted to kind of just be super flossy and shiny and just talk my shit because, you know, I like to have a nice balance. I don't want to be fucking miserable all the time. So sometimes I like to go buck wild with the boys. And that's what's that's kind of about it's celebration of life instead of an introspective kind of song i'll be happy sometimes and like good for him because like you can literally like go on youtube right now like okay not you sam like right now but like the general listeners um go to youtube right now and like type in post malone high school and you'll see the videos that post malone put out in his like tv production class in like high school and obviously you know he comes from he's he's like regular he was like regular regular like when he was like growing up so he's just like fucking around and like hanging out and like being silly and like he's writing like really depressing songs and obviously he's like in the scrutinous public eye like we don't know what that world is like yet uh but then you know it's just like i imagine it's (laughs) (laughs) i imagine it's like it's there's a lot of pressure so for him just to be able to be like Yep, I'm just having fun. Like the lyrics, uh, I'm sorry, mama, for my vices. You'll you'll never understand what my life is. What you call a holiday, I call another day. And I'm like, oh, so you're saying he got like money, money. You know what I mean? Like play money. Mm -hmm. It's a a little bit, you know, you don't have to to dive so deep into it, but it's just, it's good. Which brings us into our next one. Dipping back into the depressing theme, because obviously Posty, he's real introspective. He's a bleeding heart nonetheless. So we come to enemies. Um, And I, this is like one of my favorite intros off of the album. Like, and it's another one that I like to, that I like to sing just by the way that it sounds. I, 
I love it. Where he's like, used to have friends, now I got enemies. I love that. I think it's it's mm-hmm. it's basically he's mm-hmm. talking about being surrounded by fake people. Used to have friends, now I got enemies. Used to keep them close, now they're dead to me. He's saying that he uses like he's he's portraying that his real what like who his real friends are and wondering if they'd be loyal enough to like show up to his funeral. Like who actually cares enough? I know this is gonna sound. Hmm. A weird comparison, but like you know the movie Zootopia. <laughs> there's a, I think it's like a yeah. short or like whatever, where there's like the little rodent vole, uh, like the Don, and there's his daughter, and she's basically having like a reality show in Little Rodentia. Yeah, I know the names. Fight me about it. Um, in like Little Rodentia, and basically like <laughs> surrounding herself with like all of these fake friends who are like, "Oh my god, you're gorgeous! Whatever you want. Oh my god, you're fam- perfect!" And then there's her cousin who comes in. That's like, "No, we're not doing that. We're doing this." And blah blah blah. You told me when we were little girls that you know you would be like, I would be your maid of honor, and blah blah blah. And then she's like, "Damn, all these other fucking bitches didn't give a shit about me," but. True True, which is her name, really does. And I think that compares mm. well because she's like, damn, all these bitches are just yes manning me because they because I have money, but this this lady actually cares. So I I kind of pulled that one out of my ass, but I feel like it fits personally. <laughs> yeah. No, I I could totally see that. The song I feel like yeah. is well, it's groovy, yeah. but it's also really sad. Again, like it has such an upbeat tempo and melody, but the concept of thinking about friends and relationships that are no longer yeah. is sad. Like I've had a few like friendships that mm. have just sort of subsided over the years, and it's it's harder sometimes than like a yeah, it could build because it's other like, breakup. Okay, I feel it's like. one thing to have a significant other breakup, and like you know they're leaving your life, and you know whether it's your choice or their choice, and you're splitting up. But then it's like it's it's different when you ha- and like when it's like friendships and stuff like that, where you know you're like really it's there's there's less strings attached, and you're like choosing to want to be friends with these people, and then all of a sudden sudden either it just sort of peters out uh you know you go in different directions in life and it just sort of stops happening and i totally know how that feels i i had friends in middle school because i used to move around a lot like i went from lynn to new hampshire to gloucester to salem to lynn again then to adams and then you know now where i live now so i've moved around a lot and in that time there are people that i've met that have like come and gone and you know you kind of you think about those people and like how they're doing and you wonder like if they're doing cool and but you're just not part of their life anymore like you might see them on like facebook or something but like it's just like they're not necessarily the enemies that Posty's talking about, but like it's it's adjacent to a lesser degree. And so I can only imagine how it would be mm-hmm. if like you have these people around you, and especially like when Post is in the position that like he's famous, he has money, people know that he's famous and he has money. So these people that are coming to try to fucking like blow him or whatever, and he's like, damn, you don't really like me for me, do you? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, there's like a line. There's a line that says, uh, "Money tend to show their tendencies." Yeah, that yeah, it totally like, resonates with you know, that because obviously he's 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 talking about like his the mainstream fame that just has impacted his relationships and how he responds to the dishonesty and the disloyalty. Like, there's the lines uh, also. It's too late to turn this shit around. Only held me down when you wanted me to drown. It's too late to turn this shit around. So don't try and tell me that you're happy for me now. Like. You, you've already been shitty and like stabbed me in the back. So don't try to be like, come back around because it's convenient for you or because I'm doing better now. Like you are, I already know who you are. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're like your you've colors. shown your true colors. Like you're, you're, you can't, you can't fool me. You can't put on a mask and try to pretend you're someone that you're not because I know who you are. But then again, do people change? Yes. But I know how hard it is for people to change. And Post has every reason to be skeptical. So I, that I can totally understand. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't want to discard that. You know what I mean? So in the song, he says, I light a candle, right. some Palo Santo for all these demons I wish could just go home. Uh, fun fact, uh, Palo Santo is a wild tree aromatic incense, literally meaning holy wood or wood of the saints. The name relates to the belief that the wood is a spiritual remedy for purifying, cleansing, and getting rid of evil spirits and misfortune. Kind of like how uh, people use sage to like, they say like, oh, you know, it. Uh, and I don't discredit anyone's spiritual beliefs. If this is what you believe, then so be it. Um, but obviously, you know, there's like the common thread that uh, that runs through mainstream culture now, where people there you can you can go to fucking Hot Topic right now and buy a smudge kit, and I'm pretty sure that comes from like native like peoples, like Native Americans, um, Canadians, and like you know like the Inuit and all that. Like that's what they use, and it's it's really like you know to to get rid of ghosts and like bad vibes and cleanse so it sort of is like right a parallel that i just kind of wanted to highlight but aside from the deeper meanings of That's this song enemies it the, the way that this song really the song it scratches my brain in such a good way like the way he says enemies i love it Used to have friends, oh, I got enemies. I love that. I love enemies. And like, I get, I, yeah. I get that he uses auto tune. I don't know if it's all the time. I know, I do know that he uses it. Still, it sounds so good. It's so, it's such a, it's, ooh, it's a nice sounding song. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Uh, so it's we already did allergic. One. So track five, a thousand bad times. So Post says, quote, everybody has shitty times, but you can't bring me down. I'm going to keep chugging on no matter what. Keep your head up and keep kicking ass no matter what life throws at you. This one, I don't really remember. I'm listening to it now. It definitely was not one that I felt really connected towards. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Or like, yeah, it's just like, it was just like, okay. But there's a, oh, I didn't write down where it is in the song, but <laughs> there's a line where he says, it's all the same to me. And the scream that he scrums. <laughs> that he scrums? Is so the scream good. that he scrums. 
<laughs> Sam, like that's one thing that I want to highlight that is your fucking strength yeah. when it comes to this podcast is just the wild shit that comes out of your mouth sometimes. You're like, oh, the scream that he scrums. And I'm like, what did you just say? I love that. I'm sorry. Continue. I just <laughs> I, I love that about you. <laughs> thank you thank you i appreciate it yeah the screen that he scrums is crazy it's fucking crazy i'm gonna try to find that right i now. hope that's not like a slur or something i'm gonna look it up now. i scrum uh i i don't know um but oh god where the fuck is it uh project Project management. I'm seeing uh, software all, wait, development. What does he say? It's all okay, the same great. to me. Oh, um, it's at two minutes and 43 seconds. Two minutes and 43 seconds. That's where it comes in. Um, but also, I'd like to highlight in this song, um, he mentions armor. Like, I'm going to need some thicker armor. And like, this is like, this song is like littered with like little references to like almost like fantasy and like, you know, whatever. Cause it's like, especially like how we talked about the cover, like the, um, the album art for this one so i'm just like ooh, i'm I'm getting a little bit uh i'm getting a little bit of something that i that i like thanks post i really like that uh so yeah i i like that yeah with this one i feel like posty's uh willfully letting himself be in this unhealthy relationship because this girl is pretty and even though he can smell her intentions a mile off like I'm just going to go off for a second. Uh, so he says, I really like you despite who you are. You see me on TV. You know I'm a star. You say you don't know me, but I know that's false. I'll pay the price, whatever the cost. And then, you know, a different line. I can take anything you give me. It's going to take a lot more to kill me, bitch. Like, I feel like that also plays into enemies. Like, he recognizes that this girl is an enemy, but he's like, he's into it like go off my man but like you know just as long as you're aware like fucking where he says you make my life so hard but that's what gets me off and then he also says i should get out but i still want more i should get out what am i waiting for like he's like this girl's crazy Mm. but i'm into it so i'm like bro okay you know you're 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 a big man you're a big boy you know how this shit works i'm not going to stop you but then he also recognizes how bad it is for him so he says every time you fuck me over i'll come back to you baby i don't want to know the truth i ignore them when they tell me all the shit you do i always get my heart broke like i needed the practice foot on my throat till my world is collapsing but this is what i chose it's the law of attraction like I'm like it's like mixing together. Hmm. Like he got he knows what he's getting into. Uh, the law of attraction. Uh, like I wanted to highlight that because it's also boom. Uh, science corner. We're back into it again. We're in the fucking jungle, and I'm peering through the boughs yeah, of ferns to tell you it. what's going on. So uh, the law of attraction. It's like similar things are attracted to each other. It means that people tend to attract to people who are similar to them, but it also suggests that people's thoughts tend to attract similar results. Like negative thinking is believed to attract negative experiences, while positive thinking is believed to produce desirable experiences. This comes from verywellmind.com. And so maybe because he's into this and into this girl or like this type of girl, she's showing up. Because he's like, ooh, I like these traits that you have. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit of spice. And she's like, 
well, I'm going to break up with you again. And he's like, ooh, baby, come back. This is bad for me. Uh, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like in like old 90s movies where, where the mm-hmm. girls are like, I like the bad boy. Even though he talks shit to me, I still get to ride on his motorcycle. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that, I feel like, but yeah. in reverse, kind of. That's that's my yeah. little. No, I that makes off sense for a second. Uh, but yeah, so a thousand bad times. That is uh, track five. We already did track six. Circles. We're moving on to uh, track seven, which is "Die for Me," featuring Future and Halsey. And I think you did the last one, so I'll just read this really quickly. Um, Posty says, "For anyone who has been through shit." with an adultering spouse or a shitty relationship. It's a good reminder to people that you are not alone and shit gets better. Halsey fucking snapped. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, she's she ridiculous. She did. Oh my God. I'm not a huge Halsey fan, but she sounds so good on this song. It's crazy. Yeah, like where, where does she uh, come in? Oh yeah. Where she says, settle down. I'll spell it out. It's simple enough. Like right there. Like, it's really interesting because mm-hmm. in like taking from like, like obviously she sounded good. Cause like, you know, Posty's going hard, future is going hard, but then all of a sudden like the beat kind of like mellowed out and smoothed out when she came on and it got like a little bit ominous. Like, you know, they're both like going off and she's like, so it's like in this, she's cold, like Halsey's ice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I really like that. Like the um fucking like her lines turns out at shows because they turn out at shows. I sold 15 million copies of a breakup note. Like that's like putting your spouse on blast. Ooh. That's some like that's some like overt like okay. How many okay, Sam, you're a Swifty. How many songs do you think Taylor Swift has written about her past relationships? Um, I'd say probably like yeah. eighty-five so to ninety like, percent of them. You know, them. it's kind of like to be expected, or not that it's to be expected, but it's well, it, like when it happens, it's well within like her scope. You you wouldn't go like, "Damn, Taylor dropped a track about so and so." Oh, this is nuts. It's not mm-hmm. like some fucking Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly stuff where you're like, ah, oh, but like Halsey, we are like, you hear that she wrote a track. I went and listened to it right away. I was like, what is she, what is she talking about? Like on the track Without Me, which came out in 2018, she throws out jabs at her ex-boyfriend, um, who's also a rapper, g Easy, and calls out like infidelity which is what genius said uh they they were the one that highlighted that for me because i was like oh where do i find this and genius was like bro i got it for you right here check this shit out i know it's crazy right <laughs> and i was like damn palsy yeah so like fucking it's i i i thought it was interesting just to be like they're all like individually like okay Biko's hard super heavy bass i love it but then, mm-hmm. like, I feel like they're not, like, having a conversation. They're sort of, like, all individually talking about, like, situations. Where, like, right. Posty's, like, waiting up, like, for this girl to come home. And, like, you know, Halsey has, I like, you know, fucking ice water in her veins. Where she's like, I'm going to shit on you. And, um, you know, I'm going to do it with, with my boys. And I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, Halsey, again. But, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, I think it's great. She... They, she, she, she absolutely killed it. Robert yeah, Kuklinski so isn't the only one who is the Iceman anymore. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're not if you if you're into true crime, go look up Robert Kuklinski, uh, the Iceman. Uh, he's fucking crazy. Oh. Kill people with rats in a cave. Ooh. Yeah. I will be looking yeah, that no, up. That's these. It's it's all kinds of. It's all kinds of fucked up. Uh, but track eight on the road featuring Meek Mill and Lil Baby. So Post says on this one, quote, on the road, it goes back to the whole narrative of the record. It's like, thought you were my friend, but you're just a fake bitch, to put it bluntly. A lot of people act like they had something to do with everything, but you really worked your ass off. And they kind of sat back and said, yeah, I was there. I helped out. And really, it turns out you were only around for the perks of being my friends, not really there for my genuine love and pure comedy that I give to you. You weren't there for me, really for me you were there for ulterior motives i i think this song feels a lot like the same vibe as enemies and like allergic honestly i was thinking the same thing yeah same thing i mean i guess he says it kind of like goes back to the whole album as a whole and how it's just sort of about like fake friends and people who you thought you were close with or who you thought were close to you, but they're actually just using you for, you know, money or fame or whatever. And I don't know this one. This is another one that I didn't, didn't really stand out to me like musically, but I think like lyrically and yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It like, it's just okay. But like, but I think the vibe of it and the fact that it's like calling people out on their shit is like, is really fun yeah exactly like some of the lines y'all just sit back get your kickback keep on acting like you did that got no respect for somebody who's just fake in life you ain't really who you say you are and then uh, also saying because i've been on the road uh quit acting like you've been here this whole time like mm-hmm. they'd be like oh i've been with post since the beginning and he's like were you where were you at because i didn't see you yeah exactly that line when he sings it it sounds like a uh, rock star like he sings it was like the same melodic Good line song. almost i totally get what you're saying yeah i i can hear it i can hear it but yeah not one that super stood out for me um but one that i'm still like damn this is this is this is pretty tight so agree. um not the highest but i still i still, I still really like it but yeah. then we come to the next one which is one of my favorites my number four if there fucking was one because i love like i i cold like listen to this song not i don't okay, I, don't, I don't know if that's the right exact terminology but like i listened to this song when i i have never heard it before i never heard a preview i just saw that posty did a song with ozzy and like i love it i love it i love it i fucking love it like the way that it comes in with like the like boom 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 but like guitar and then it mm-hmm. starts out not even with post like it started like Aussie opens where you're like, how's this going to go? Where he's like, I feel you crumble in my arms. I love that. And I'm literally like Sam, the entire time I was listening to the song, I was like this. Like I just had, I was like leaning on my desk and I just had like my head in my hand and I, I was mm-hmm. just listening. It's so good. I don't know. I, I'm honestly, yeah. I'm honestly thinking about switching out Sunflower with this one because it's so good. Like it puts like it has the same effect as like what metal does to me. It puts like fucking electricity in my blood, man. Like I'm just like, ah, I want to scream along with it. And like, 
Oh, uh, when yeah. he's like belting the song with Ozzy at like two th- at like two minutes thirty, where it's him and Ozzy going off together. What? Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, nuts! Absolutely nuts. This one, I I really enjoyed Sorry. because I like how rocky it feels. Mm. Like not rocky, like ah, oh, this is rocky, but rocky is like. They, it just sounds like a rock star song. It sounds it's like a okay. rock song. Take your time, Rocky. And <laughs> it's okay, Rocky. You go and you feel like it. Um, yeah, no, I just I like how I like the vibes of it. I like the rock aspect of it. I think it's very it ties into what we were saying in the last episode about how this album has like a slew of different genres, like all morphed into one. And this definitely feels like a rock song, especially with the guitar solo and with Ozzy's voice, which is funny because I've never really listened to Ozzy Osbourne sing. He sounds a lot like Phil Collins to me. Really? Oh, okay. Okay. Phil Collins. Yeah. I'm definitely getting like where you're coming from that, but like, no, it's weird because you see Ozzy and like how he acts like around the house. Cause I don't know if you've ever seen the Osborne show because I used to watch like fucking, um, what is that channel called? It was like, okay, there was MTV. I think it was Spike, like a Spike. There was like Spike TV, MTV, wherever Viva La Bam was like hosted also. But like Ozzy Osbourne, there's like the notorious clip of him being like, oh, he's like summing out of his room. He's like, someone's been in my room drinking my beers. And then fucking Sharon's like, it was you. You're the beer thief. And he's like, oh. And you're like, bro, are you all right? And then you see, then you hear the fucking sounds that come out of Ozzy when he's like going in and it's crazy because it's like he gets possessed and just he is able to create whatever the fuck he does and it's nuts like it's so it's so crazy and it's almost like I don't believe that it's him listen to listen to some Ozzy man like it's it's crazy I don't understand where in his body these songs are and sounds are coming from but I, I, he made a pact with a demon where he's like, for the rest of my life, whenever I need your power, I'll hold the skull in my hand and I'll bite the head off a pigeon. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what the it's fuck? Nuts. No, yeah. Did you know that Ozzy Osbourne at one point in his career uh, bit the head off of a real bat? Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah. He didn't know it was real, but it was. Or at least that's how the story, as I understand it, goes i don't know if i believe that yeah so oh i don't know i'm i think i'm gonna have trouble listening to anything the osborns say because last year i had did i tell you about my sharon osborne dream no sharon osborne (laughs) dream okay tell me more what is that i had this dream last year where i was experiencing sleep paralysis and the demon at at the foot of my bed was like don't say what you're gonna say no, no, the demon no. at the end of my bed was like creeping up towards me and I was like terrified. And obviously a sleep paralysis, you're like trying to move, but you can't. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And then the it, the ghost like or whatever, the demon gets up close to me and it's fucking Sharon Osborne. And I looked at her and I was like, Sharon Osborne? Why, why are you my sleep paralysis you were gonna say. demon? Why? And then she was why like, why is there oh, fucking sheep paralysis demon? I don't oh. know. I don't know. It's so weird. I wound up like I wound up actually being a really funny dream. Like I woke up and I was like, "Wow, I feel like I did drugs." And yeah, I didn't do drugs. Don't do drugs. It kids, sounds but like that... you weren't fucking drugs. What, I know. You... Maybe I was on what? like sleep medication. Like, I don't know. I sl- 
whatever you're taking, you should be off of it because Jesus Christ. And and I don't like it's not like Sharon Osborne is somebody that I like frequently think about. So I don't know why of all the people Sharon Osborne was the one. She's part of my unholy trinity now. I can't, I just can't. Yeah. Because of that, you've been scarred of the by the image of Sharon Osborne for some reason. Yep. Yeah, that is that is that this is a wild journey you've just taken me on. Thank you, Sam, for telling me that literally Sharon Osborne is your sleep paralysis demon. I want to see fan art of that one day of us where you're like laying in your bed, just like terrified, like like paralyzed, and then just in the corner, like behind your door, like it's fucking conjuring one is just Sharon Osborne, like peeking around <laughs> the door frame. Oh my God, Stevie! Can that you can you draw this up for us? I want to see that. That is amazing, Stevie. Please, mm-hmm. please come through. Please, that is the I'll, wildest I'll shit that I've you. ever heard. Oh my God, this this is going to be a long episode. I'm just I'm just you know calling this out right now because we keep like talking about fun shit. I used to have a uh, I used to have sleep paralysis. Uh, not very much. But like, I remember distinctly, Mm. like just being terrified. Like I was in my childhood home, um, but I probably lived there for like nine years. I guess it wasn't my childhood home. It was just the one that I stayed the longest in. But I remember, um, I can't sleep. Okay. There are conditions for me to be able to sleep at night. I can't sleep unless the door is closed. There is a little bit of light in the room and the, the fan is on. Like I need constant sound and a little bit of light. I sleep I with that. the nightlight. I'm 26 fucking years old. Yeah, I'm 26 and I need a nightlight to go to bed because I don't like it when there's pitch darkness because fucking my brain does crazy shit. And so mm. I remember I, I had to have been like 15 or something like that. I was laying perfectly straight like on my back. And I remember I like I opened my eyes and there was light in the hallway and fucking I couldn't move. Like I could, I could, it's like I could only move my eyes around. And I felt in my soul that there was something coming up the stairs. Like I don't know what it was, but it freaked me the fuck out. Like I could feel it coming up the stairs and like approaching. It never got to my door. I never saw it, but it was like, it was kind of like in Lord of the Rings where fucking uh, Frodo can feel the Nazgul getting closer. Or it's kind of like when um, him and uh, Pippin and Merry and Sam are like hiding under the roots of that tree. And like the Nazgul is like over them. Do you know what I'm talking about? It felt like mm. that shit. And it was so oh, scary. That's terrifying. Oh my God. I hate that shit. I also, I also used to have a reoccurring yeah. nightmare that, you know, the scene from Harry Potter, I think it's like one of the first two where they go into the forbidden forest and they see uh, Voldemort eating the unicorn. And then, No, 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 no. The spider. Yeah. The spiders. I am deathly afraid of spiders. And I feel like this is going to bite me in the ass because I, if I, I'm sorry, if you come at me with a spider, I don't care who you are. I'm taking you down. There's no way you're getting that shit (laughs) close to me. This is my this is my pet tarantula leggy. Well, all right. I'm sorry. Spider enthusiast is going to be paced because there's no way. He's not going to come near my fucking body. Like the thought of it makes me clutch my like neckline in my sweater. I am so deathly afraid of spiders. Don't. Don't even. I'll murder Mm. you. I'm sorry, but oh, 
Um, but also that's not the point. I used to have a reoccurring nightmare when I was younger where there's like a scene from Harry Potter where it's Draco, Harry, and Fang, and they're in the Forbidden Forest, where uh, they come upon uh, the shade of Voldemort eating a unicorn, and like Voldemort like looks up and he like flies towards them, but then he goes like, oh no, and he like runs away because like a centaur <laughs> comes and like shoes him away with his hooves. And in my nightmare, um, I was by myself and nobody came to save me so like literally voldemort was like and he like floats over in the same way but no centaur comes i i he like literally like i can feel it like he like bites into my neck and starts to like drink my blood and i then i would wake up and yeah like i but i it happened so often that i became like conscious of it i'm like oh fuck i'm here again and then i'd see him like start to like rise up into the air and i'd be like oh change change something different and then my dream would change and i'm like yeah so wow that's (laughs) that's just a little yeah it's like a little picture into my psyche and of my nightmares so you know that's just two of them i have some more in the future if you're interested tell me if you want to hear them (laughs) and i'll i'll reveal my fucked up little mind palace that i have going on in my chrome dome you know what i mean so you know whatever i got you yeah but take what you want it's amazing guitar solo andrew watt absolutely shredding like it's amazing oh my god Mm -hmm. uh posty even says something about it take what you want is a super bitchin' legendary record. Shout out to Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne. That's fucking it. That's all I got to say, really. A super talented friend of mine, Andrew uh, Andrew Watt, uh, told me Ozzy wanted to do a song with me, but I did not think it would actually happen. After my recent tour ended, I got a FaceTime from Ozzy and Watt, and now it's a smush hit, a smush hit. What an explosion. So that's what Posty had to say about the song. Take what you want. You know what? Yeah, Sunflower coming down to number four. Take what you want coming up to number three. I'm I'm switching. I'm switching it. I'm switching That's it up. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Coming to track 10. It's going to be. It's going to be. So Post says. I'm sorry. You're I eating. Think- I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to. Uh- <laughs> to, to, to call you out when I'm like, oh, no, that's I'm totally like all fine. right, Sam, track 10, it's going to be. And then I see you like chewing really fast. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so Post says, I think I'm going to be is a cool ass record. I think it's a super uplifting record. Like I said, I wanted to put in positivity and also the sad stuff. But I like this record because I think it's an encouragement to everyone who might be struggling with self-confidence or whatever to just do whatever the hell you want because you're a rock star. And just be yourself and don't listen to anybody. Yeah. And that's a message that I like to talk about a oh. lot, but it's something that I really believe in because nowadays it's tough. There's lots of people that want to bring you down and tell you that your pants are too tight. That's just an example, but it's like, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever I want. It's just a good message for the kids. I like that. I like that. So mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I guess it's not like, hey, fuck you. You should do this. I really like it. Um, okay, not only that, I really, I really, really, really like how this song opens. Like literally, like the first 15 seconds where he's like, can you feel it? And in the little outro, I literally put, art thou feeling it now, Mr. Krabs from fucking Spongebob. <laughs> Amazing. So I like, and I even, I put the, I put, I'll put the picture of it in there. I love it. Um, but like, I really like the message that they're spreading. Like, I like it a lot. So it's basically like, go and do 
and be whoever you want to be and don't let people stop you or make you feel guilty for for wanting that that's not to say like you know fucking you're gonna be like oh i don't want to do anything i i want to do you know it's not like it's not like you're being lazy like it's basically saying that you're like i want to do this with my life i really enjoy this i think this is cool like kind of like you know being like a musical artist and people are like oh well that's not profitable or whatever like you could still do it don't let people bring you down like Mm -hmm. do what makes you happy and I feel like that is a, a message that, you know, Baser Profundo wants to wants to share to you as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think he's really special for preaching what he thinks, basically, and what he what he does, which is to just be yourself and not let people tell you how to act or what to be. Um I thought it was interesting because I have heard a few controversies surrounding Post, like himself in general so i mm-hmm. wonder if what his thoughts yeah. are on those and also like just how he responds to those allegations or whatever you know does he take them into account or does he think about it in this mindset like fuck you i'm gonna do what i want kind of thing yeah exactly so it's like it's he's kind of like in, in a way like using the song also he's like i'm gonna be you know it's sort of like leaving it open-ended like whether that's for him or the listener like he's talking about how he doesn't care how people view him mm-hmm. in an industry where people are constantly judging his every move like he's we've already said he's in like the scrutinous public eye like people are going to be like literally analyzing everything he does and like when you're an influencer or something like that like you know people are gonna you're not you can't please everyone not everyone's gonna love every single thing that you do and you know right people are gonna say that about us people might not like our people might not like our show and you know that's okay like we're just we're not it, that's not to say that we're not for you but we're just not your taste like you know whatever yeah and that's okay exactly so i i like i like this song i his his vocals just make me want to scream it though like i Mm-hmm. I think he's good. Um, he's like, you know, some people think I'm living wrong. We live this life, but not for long. So I'm going to be what I want. What I want. I'm going hard till I'm gone. Uh, can you feel it? So I, I like it. Can't let up on the gas. When we're moving so fast. You're too comfortable. Uh, who are you talking to? Ain't no time for you. So that's track 10. Uh, we already did tracks 11 and 12. So it comes to mm-hmm. number 13, Internet. Posty even said about it, he said, Kanye produced it and did the melody and shit. Had the whole idea for it. It was called Insta Love. We were like, this is a great record. And it was super theatrical and super big and everything. And it's a little one verse song with two hooks. And I think it's super impactful, you know, because sometimes the internet is such a shit place. I'm not even on social media anymore, just updating the fans with all the good shit and everything. But I kind of wanted to separate myself from that. We made the song so long ago, but I think it's a perfect time right now to just separate myself from all that bullshit and move on to something new. I totally get that. Like there are some creators on YouTube who do not read comments anymore because of like mm-hmm. negativity and like really heavy criticism because like of what it does to them. Like just imagine like reading comments and people are like, "Oh, you fucking suck." Like what's up with all your tattoos? Like I don't like posts. I think his music is shit and stuff like that. Like and it plays into the video that I was talking about. Um, by Sunny V2 with Charlemagne and, and, and Posty. Charlemagne does not like Post, and Post doesn't let that bother him because he's like, I'm going to do me. 
Mm-hmm. I totally get where he's coming from with internet. Yeah, this song is so gorgeous. I'm not a huge Kanye person, but I did. I think he did a great job with the melody and the production. It and Post sounds beautiful on it. I think it's just like a really nice transition song between some of the more upbeat, fun ones. I also think that he has he has also has a very interesting cadence on this. So where he's like, uh, I think it's at like thirty nine seconds where he's like, it gets more melodic. Where he's like, the world has gone to shit, and we all know that. But like right before that, he's like rapping pretty quickly, like at about 24 seconds where he's like the life we live in has been has just been too dangerous like from there until like 38 seconds so for like 10 seconds he's just like going hard going fast so it's not that it's not exactly like the song changes tempo it's like he himself is changing his tempo around the beat of the song which i think is also pretty interesting um but like it's Mm -hmm. it's super highlighting both his like melodious like singing capabilities uh, but then also his rap form. So I, I really like that. And also, I just like to put that out there. No hard feelings for people who who like Kanye or like, you know, like his music. He's just not my thing. I, I don't I don't listen to a lot of new rap. I listen to like a lot of like older rap. And then I like to, and then I like to cherry pick like with like Post Malone and like a couple of others. So but yeah, like this this one. I, I like this. He's like, oh, you know, the world's gone to shit. We all know that. People freaking out. Like, hit the Prozac. Leon DeCino shorts got all the blogs mad. Uh, and then I also like the line, well, if ignorance is bliss, then don't wake me up. And I'll probably be the last to know because I don't got on the internet no more. Oh, also the line where he says, the lifestyle we live is just too dangerous. Paranoid since they've been leaking my shit. Wonder if it'll come out on the web. Mm. You know, what's going to come out? about him or like his music his music has gotten leaked before like who did that like yeah. how how did how did they get that who who went behind his back either so it's like multifaceted right exactly um so track 14 coming up to goodbyes featuring young thug post says about this one quote a great story with great lyrics the video was super fun to make I remember having the idea for the video because I just wanted to be like a 50s knife and die instantly. Being on tour and hearing everyone sing it, it's really cool. So he sings about troubles with a girl and expresses his desire to remove her from his life. While Young Thug's part seems to suggest that he's trying to reconnect with a girl, which is in complete contrast to the rest of the song. Um, I liked this one a lot. This is, I feel like, is a more one of his more popular ones from the album. I, I like it. I re- I really like it. Mm-hmm. It has it has like this sort of like droning sort of like chorusy music. Like it like especially how it opens. Like it's like very like light and airy, and it's sort of like you know Posty's like gliding on clouds like into the intro before the beat sort of hits and he goes in like on his lyrics. I want to say at some point where it's like where he says i'm no good at goodbyes like so for like 50 like at like 52 seconds when the beat really hits mm-hmm. um and then you're getting those like multi-layered like song lyrics which really like are just congested with content like he's like you know i want you out of my head i want you out of my bedroom tonight there's no way i could save you because i need to be saved too like it's just not this whole thing is like not good um we're both acting insane Aww. too stubborn to change and yeah, I, I think this sort of plays into, I, I want to say Sunflower a little bit, and then also Staring at the Sun. But this one is just more sad all around. 
Um, so he's like, mm-hmm. don't with me tonight. Said what you needed, this heart, then you got it. Turns out it wasn't what you wanted. And we wouldn't let go and we lost it. Now I'm a goner. It's like, now it's like both sides. Whereas like staring at the sun is like more one-sided. And the same thing with Sunflower it's they're just like they're both being brought down so like it's like very, the song is very pretty but that the tones are so heavy with this one he he lays it yeah. on so thick and i'm just like damn so i can only imagine when people sing this song like to him like that must be so much and i, I don't know exactly what it means to him in particular like what the song like how he feels about it in particular but like this one mm-hmm. just this one is just like fucking thousand pounds like it's heavy yeah it's definitely heavy but melodically it's it's really nice i think it has this like sort of upbeat style that we've heard in a lot of other songs on this album but this one in particular i like because mm-hmm. i like the harmonies a lot especially in the chorus and it's just fun it's a fun one to sing um yeah, I would say this is probably my number four. Really? Okay, so so it's it's your yep. it's your number four. Um, that's 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 really cool. All right, so we got we got a definite Sam number yeah. four. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I again, I totally get it because this was one of the songs that was like more dense, like for our notes. Like you can kind of tell, like in our outline, where we're like, all right, you know, we we like the song. It's pretty okay. And then the ones that we like, we're like, damn, this shit is fucking crazy. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. go in, but like I, I like, I like the song. It's really cool. I really like the chorus. Like this mm. is, it's just, it follows a, 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 a similar theme to Circles, as I said. So this one, just very, very pretty. But then you're like, oh, my heart, she's bleeding. Oh no, post. I hope you're okay. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not about you. oh yeah so number track 15 we're almost there we're almost there we're in the final stretch folks we got three more songs to go uh so number 15 myself oh my number uh my my number five or no maybe if i move i think it might be my number i think it might be my number six no i love to sing this song i don't know past my number three i don't know the order anymore because i'm switching it up (laughs) i like this myself it's so fucked. I love it. Oh my god. So, um, Posty even says about this song, uh, working with Josh Tillman was incredible. We slammed butts and but butts being like cigarettes, like c- cigarette butts. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sort of like uh, I don't know why it kind of reminds me of more Boston. Like be like, oh, you got a you got a butt? Could you uh you know could you sauce me? You a light butt, me dude? up. And yeah. they're, they're not asking for some ads. Yeah. Could you give me a light there, bud? You got you got any uh, butts to spare? He doesn't have multiple asses, I assure you. Um, but fucking, they just ask him for a cigarette. Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, we slam butts and Bud Lights to write down a, a cool, top-down, summer cruising song about doing all this shit, being everywhere, but not having time to fully enjoy it. It's always head down and keep going. I wish I could have been there myself. And I fucking... Love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Like he's getting to go everywhere, do all these things. He's a star. 
but he, mm-hmm. it's a lot of the time it's for business and he doesn't get to slow down and do whatever he wants like he's not just going on vacation he's going to fucking cabo to play a show and he's only there for one night boom he's going somewhere else if you're on tour boom 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 you're going you're moving you got shit in places to be you got fans exactly. to appease and you don't got time to slow down Right, because you're gonna you you're gonna disappoint someone if you if you slow down too much. So it's like after the show's done, all right, maybe you got to jump on a tour bus. Maybe you got a little bit of time before the show, but like that's it, my friend. Unless you're taking the time to yourself, oof, I do not envy that. And uh, you know, Sam, you got to promise me when we're on tour, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna slow down and see the sights. That sound Hell cool with yeah, you? we are. Hell yeah, motherfucker. Hell yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. So, you know, we're just we're just flexing a little bit. Ah, whatever. Yeah. This is kind of this is our prequel. This is our this is this is our villain origin stories. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is really nice. I I dig sorry, I dig the harmonies on the part where they go can't get enough. I don't remember how it goes, but and I also and I'm wondering, Jonathan, if this is why it's like on why it's like on your top five or whatever is because the bass line is so groovy. It's like boom. Did you get that from me? Yeah. You're, you're like reading my subconscious. I love I, I love the bass. Obviously, yeah. you you know, I've I have made that very clear. It's very good. Like mm-hmm. and then the drums like the boom. Yeah, and then like it's, it's just groovy. it's so solid. I'm like rocking to it, and then I love where he's like, "It is what it is." Like where he's like, "This is my life," you know. It is what it is. I, it, it's how I live. So mm-hmm. I exactly I like it, but yeah, I like, can't get I can't get enough. Uh, that's about like one eleven, one twelve, like super boom, doom, ka, doom, 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 doom. I love that. I oh shit yeah so yeah yeah oh my god the harmonies are so nice track number 16 out of 17 I know I I thought this was pretty cool it is uh posty pairs a catchy flow with soft percussion and explores the outcome of a broken relationship focusing on his disappointment in the success of a relationship and that is uh that is from genius I like the intro of how like light and chill it is. It just has like, it, it's kind of like there's someone like laying on the keyboard, like just to give that this like one long, almost like discordant note. And he's just like mm-hmm. going off like quick as lightning, like over it. He's just like fast, fast. He's just like, it just, it's coming out as fast as it's coming into his head. It feels like at least. No, it definitely has like a, a the, the keyboard, or I guess maybe it would be synth. I'm not sure what the what the instrumentation is, but it definitely has like a sort of like sustain pedal on it where it's just kind of like there's not really a break or a pause in between the notes. It's just like continuous. And it adds mm-hmm. a sort of like organ-y sort of feeling and vibe to it, which I just feel like mm-hmm. adds a lot of yeah. depth to it. I am not a big fan of this song. Yeah. Um, but I think it's... It's groovy. Yeah. This is another one that is kind of like, it's okay. Like for me, like I'm like, I, I, I can appreciate this one. It's good. You know, Posty's doing his thing, but it's not, it's not, it's not my favorite, but like, um, I think it's around like a minute, nine seconds where the beat like finally kicks in or like, you know, I listen to it and I'm kind of glad that like I stuck around 
because like maybe if I wasn't listening to it or analyzing it, I might be like, you know, I'm like, ah, it's, I didn't catch me in the beginning, but the second half, it really comes around. Like literally mm-hmm. go to like a minute, nine seconds and listen to that. And like that beat where it's a pat, boom, ting, cat. Yeah. But like all like, like these like different songs, like these different things are sort of like coming together. And like, as he sort of like kicks it into like a different gear. So I'm like sitting here like, oh, I like this. I, I'm glad I'm here now. Damn. Yeah. The perk he uses in that part is really cool. What are, like, what are some of the lyrics about where he's like, <laughs> shit could never be like this. I know, stop thinking you're in my plans. Humid times, you blew another chance. I know you're getting down on the low. Run them back to me in the morning. I know shit could never be like this. And so it kind of seems like this girl is like messing around where he's like, I know, where he like literally says, uh, shit was sweet until I was the sucker. Rather be single for life then I'll be, you know, with you. I ain't rolling the dice. I ain't playing a lose every time you left. Shit was never right in another bed every single night. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that he's like, but then he's also like, listen to me, don't drive away. Killing me softly, your hold on me is something I can't explain. It seems like he really cares about this girl but it's not working he literally says you're just a devil undercover our love will never be another like Mm. it's just i'm like yeah Yeah. and so that's a good one track 17 wow Wow. that's that's what i said about this album wow oh wow that's crazy post malone's first single for his third studio album hollywood's bleeding the song is thematically similar to congratulations which is obviously is we've talked about super big hit from uh his uh, debut album stony in 2016 uh which is even referenced in the second verse uh both songs focus on post showing off his wealth such as cars and money to the people who doubted him before he was famous like he's like saying like like look at this i i i blew up i I got big like even in the beginning where he says pull up 20 inch blades like i'm little troy now everybody everybody's flocking need a decoy uh, mixing up vodka and lacroix g-wagon can i just say do you like lacroix is it is, does it taste good to you because i have some opinions it it doesn't really have a taste but I, I i can almost like taste the aroma of it if that makes sense that makes perfect sense. Um, to me, LaCroix doesn't really taste like anything. You get like this aftertaste like five minutes after where you're like, they did juice an orange in the same room as this water. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a fucking TikTok where basically like, oh, how they flavor, I don't know who it's by, but like how they flavor LaCroix. And it's like, it has like a glass of water with like a phone next to it. And it has like an apple is calling and that's how they get the flavor. And like, they basically like, fucking they peel an orange and then they like with like a fan they blow the shit towards the water it's so like <laughs> lacroix nasty if you like it that's your jam it is so not me Ugh, that's funny i know but to get back to the point yeah he's like back when i was feeling more forgiven i know it pissed you off to see me winning see the igloo in my mouth i'd be grinning a uh, hundred bands in my pocket it's on me hunted deep when i roll like the army he's just it's another it's it's sort of like in the beginning where he's talking about fucking where he's in saint tropez saint tropez in the cafe senacier like he's just like yeah. he's like y'all doubted me you thought i was ass and now i'm now i'm one of the biggest in the world baby what's good mm-hmm. i love how he can like be himself and and be so authentic about 
you know, like, look at what I have now that I'm successful and I did it because I worked my ass off kind of thing. Yeah, I really like that. So, you know, this song kind of speaks for itself and it does what it does. He comes in, like blasts his load, uses the money gun where he's like, hey, fuck yeah, dude. And he gets out. Good, good, way, yep. to, good way to end the album after a, lo- a lot of heaviness, as they say. But as you know, we have reached the end of the episode. All 17 tracks covered in this episode and the previous. So hopefully you stuck around with this long. And if you have, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. And we're glad to be able to share this show with you and our thoughts and our feelings and our stories. So would you agree, Sam? Do you have any words for our dear and beautiful listeners? I do agree. And uh, we love you. Thank you. Bye. Yay. All right. So I will do the, uh, the the socials this time and we'll go from there. So, because we all got you a little got delay. Um, so you can check us out at uh, Basic Profundo. Uh, what is it? I should know this by now. What is our Instagram? <laughs> Fuck. I was like, don't worry, Sam. Basic Profundo I got Podcast. It. I know our socials. Basic Profundo Podcast on Instagram. Also, Basic Profundo underscore on uh, Twitter or X. And then also uh, our website, basicprofundopodcast.com. And that is where you can let's see, see us, all of our episodes, all of our content, everything at your fingertips. You have the world. But that is not the only place where you can talk to us. No, no. You can talk to us at uh, podcast at gmail.com and tell us what you like, what you don't like. Tell mm-hmm. us what you think. If you have any episode suggestions, please leave them there. And then also... You know, if you wanted to add something or whatever, we'll we'll take it there. We love hearing from you. We love you. And uh, yeah, that is that is the end of the show. See you later. Goodbye.